Welcome to the Social Collectives Podcast. We are now on episode three Yay! and we are so excited. We have a special guest today that we're going to speak with later and her name is Candace Duggar. She is the boss leader queen of our Collective Kids Academy. She also owns the Kids Business Academy and we're excited to hear her story what got her started, and why she's helping with the collectives. I'm so excited about that and the event coming up. I just cannot wait. I know. It's like everything leading up to it is just, ah. And now I just found out that my son will be volunteering on that day. So that makes me even more excited yay. for him. So yay. I know. So if anybody doesn't already know, the Collective Kids Academy is hosting an amazing vendor event at the Dulles Town Center Mall, September 25th from uh, 12 to 5. 12 to 5. And one of the new things that we just found out is that we are going to have Bach to Rock on site doing podcasting with the kids so that they can do their pitches, they can do their elevator speeches, and they can just kind of get an experience of what it's like to do a professional podcast. Right. So we really appreciate that from Bach to Rock. How amazing for the kids to know that they're going to be on a podcast that's put everywhere. Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. That's exciting. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like a little kid right now. Right? <laughs> I feel like here we are. We're on our third podcast. It has been an amazing experience uh, working with Aaron here at Bach to Rock in South Riding. And if anyone has any thoughts about how podcasting works and they want to consider one of their own, I say uh, take the leap, uh, jump in. It is a lot of fun, especially when you have great people around you to share that experience with. Yeah. Um, Lo Brown, shout out to Lo Brown. She reached out about podcasting and it was really interesting because Lo actually, um, I got to speak with her. I didn't even know she was in the group and she reached out about the podcast and wanted to know my feelings on it. So obviously I'm a huge fan, but I got through this, I got to know who she is. And so Lo does metaphysical healing. She's kind of an energy worker. We got to have a wonderful chat on the phone, so I'm looking forward to hearing more from her. So shout out Lo Brown, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on a podcast. That's super exciting. I know there's several people that have expressed some interest and kind of told me their ideas, like Tom Mache with Pest Control. I was like, oh, that would be very interesting to, to I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear about the roaches oh. <laughs> and why they don't die. That's that's a good question. Yeah, we need I to feel have like them on. we need a podcast. <laughs> I lived in California on a military base, Camp Pendleton. And, it, you know, I don't know if anybody lived in California or anything like that. Yeah. But anyway, roaches, roaches and fleas. Okay. And I'm not trying to throw Camp Pendleton under the bus, but they could have done better. <laughs> um, it was pretty gross. And we, ha we lived in a duplex. And so we would bomb one side because we didn't get along with our neighbors. So this goes to communication issues. <laughs> We didn't get along with our neighbors in the duplex, and so we would bomb one side, and all the roaches and fleas would go to the other side. Oh, my gosh. And then as soon as it was safe, they'd come right back. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they bombed their house, and then they would just come back, and they go back and forth. <laughs> it was a battle of the bombs. Um, but if we would have communicated, we could have all bombed at the same time. <laughs> and then gotten rid of them. <laughs> They were probably attracted to the leftover jello shots <laughs> that you left in the trunk. She was a kid. Right. So just leftover jello. Yeah, yeah. leftover <laughs> jello. Yeah, there you go. No vodka involved. Right. <laughs> yeah, but so seriously, like, I want to hear about pest control. That'd be cool to hear about what it takes to kill a roach besides stepping on it. Ugh. I'm that's not even not sure that does all. it, right? No, and I think that normally, attracts more roaches. Normally I step on it, and two Elect minutes later witches. I walk back and it's gone. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about some of our current events. Leslie Racinos, what yeah. do you have for us? Awesome. Well, we did talk about the Kids Collective uh, Vendor Fair coming up at the Dulles Town Center on September 24th. And then we've got some amazing events. I mean, we've already had a really busy September, mm -hmm. but Jefferson Coffee at the Charles Washington Hall on September 27th from 10 to 12. And then we've got two happy hours Ooh. at the end of the month. So Berkeley Happy Hour is hosting at the Black Draft Distillery, and they are actually collecting funds for the Boys and Girls Club at the Eastern Panhandle, which I hear that they're doing such an amazing job with a lot of sponsorships already. I know. And they just announced it like last week. Katie Trinari is a total boss. Oh my gosh. 
a total boss. Uh, so that's going to be from 5 to 8. So if you're in the Berkeley County area or want to venture out there, please uh, head that way. And then on the same day, uh, September 29th, we have the second annual zombie happy hour. Ooh. <laughs> I hope it's not scary because I don't do scary. I told Jay Saunders this. Please, please keep it safe for me. Like happy <laughs> ghost. <laughs> Casper everywhere. Casper, <laughs> yes. Uh, that's going to be at uh, 6 to 9 on the 29th of September at the Hamilton Station Gastro Pub. And that is for Jane Saunders with the Ithaca series. And also part of the proceeds will go to veterans moving forward. Yay. We love our veterans. Yes. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm going to be wearing purple contacts. I'm going to be wearing Ooh. a skull crushing like headband with blood and an axe. So it's going to look like I have an axe in my head, but it's actually a headband. So we're dressing up for it? Oh, yeah. There's a oh. costume contest. Oh. Yeah. Wait, isn't that normally your Thursday outfit? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to waste it on a Saturday? I'm going to double use my outfit. Right. This is my uniform, by the way. I'm going to go as Britney Spears. <laughs> That's scary enough. I love me some Britney. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> so, but there will be a zombie costume contest, and one of the prizes is a zombie facial. Ooh. So I don't even know what that means, but they we make need to you look, figure it out. make you look like you're 20 years older <laughs> instead, of, <laughs> instead of 10 years younger. It's, I mean, that takes real talent. Oh I, I did actually meet Devin Saunders for the first time yesterday. Uh, so that was exciting that Jay and, and Devin both attended a uh, collective coffee yesterday together. Spouses can travel together. Well, typically we see Jay with his daughter. So I assume that they had a babysitter and were able to travel together. Yeah, that's that awesome. Point. There was another significant other there yesterday, Lisa's David. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> we love him. We do love him. And we so love you, she. David. I mean, there was I a married David him. sighting. <laughs> Well, it was funny because when I was picking up coffee for the event, I saw him at Panera and he's like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to the Collective Coffee <laughs> at the Water for a Pearl. Come on, let's go. <laughs> he's like, awesome, cool. He wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> but he showed up. <laughs> he crashed my party. He's also a stalker. So <laughs> my husband is a legit stalker. Am I right? Come on, girls. He's not a stalker. Not he a just stalker. needs to get in touch with you and you don't answer your phone. So he calls... Alina or myself. Smart man. <laughs> or David Maunder yesterday. <laughs> well, I told him to call David Maunder. Anyway, so those are our events. What we do have on October 7th, the second annual CEO Women's Summit. Um, it's an all-day event, and the last we heard, it's almost, almost sold, sold out. out. There's only, I think, yesterday there were 12 tickets. I took one of them, so I... 11. There's 11, 11 tickets left at probably less. Right. So that's 200 women will be at this summit. And Tina Johnson put all this together. I'm telling you, I met Tina Johnson one time and we spoke for two hours. 30 minutes of that two hours was her completely laser focused mm -hmm. on the social collectives and what we need to do to kind of organize it as a business, not a money-making venture, but more of an organization because it's getting so big. I have never been more impressed, honestly, wow. never, yeah. ever been more impressed with a business minded, female oriented coach than I was that day. And I will say we've worked with Tina in the past when I was working for my nonprofit, like working with her is so easy. We did a virtual all day conference with clients with brain injury. So everybody was having a hard time signing on and things like that. But her and her team killed it. Like they Amazing. were Amazing. So she's definitely one of those people that can truly help you when she takes on a project. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's really amazing that the social collective helps foster that relationship and opportunity. Tina can see the things that you and we are doing as a community and wants to be a part of that. But then you see that people have knowledge and resources that uh, it's so exciting to tap into and we, we only know what we know and have experienced. And we talked last week about asking for help and how hard that is. Right. It's even better when you find the right people and they step up and they're able to deliver great value and opportunity for growth. It's so that. funny because we have a really great network of people that we can refer confidently and it just keeps growing. So this was not somebody I didn't, I don't know a whole lot because I'm not a super businessy person, you know, I'm more of a 
have a fun kind of girl, girl. But Tina is, she is, and she Mm -hmm. is such a great resource. And she not only is she, but she has a vast network of people who I can refer because I trust her. So I can go to her to get referrals too for areas that I don't already know who to refer, like trademark attorneys Mm -hmm. and things like that. So she's, she's a badass. That's powerful. (laughs) Love it. That happens to be my birthday. Oh my gosh, that's your birthday? October 7th, I think it is, every year. <laughs> Are you sure? Once a year, whether I need it or not. I'm can still ask tw- your I'm, twin? I'm still 26. She's three minutes younger. <laughs> you can ask her three minutes from now. She'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, so I think we're going to introduce our guest I'm now. I'm so excited to Very talk exciting. to her, you guys. You know, well, we love her. So she's, we loved her so much that she's on our team now. So she's on the collective team. She's leading the Collective Kids Academy. And she is here right now to talk to us about her story. So let me introduce Candace Duggar with the Kids Business Academy and the Collective Kids Academy. So excited. Yay. Well, thank you guys. I am I can't rave enough about how much I love the collectives and how amazing this team is. A little bit about me. I am a mom who left the corporate world to homeschool my son. I'll tell you a little bit about our story in a minute. Uh, In our family of four, we have six businesses and a foundation. And so everyone in my family has their own business, and some of them have two. And they love the collectives. Collective coffee, showing up, networking, giving back. It is their excitement of the day. Everybody hops up and ready to go to collectives. And I have to say, my kids were super excited about the food yesterday, the beignets. My son took a few and sat down and literally cried. He was like, these are the best things I've ever eaten. (laughs) So yeah, we, we love the collectives. So thank you guys for having me. We're so glad you're here. Um, kind of like you said, you wanted to share how you got started and a little bit of your story. I've heard parts and pieces at the Collective Coffees, but I think this is an amazing way for people to actually hear why you got involved and why you left an amazing job to do this. Yeah, so um, back, I guess, probably around 2013, 14, my son was really struggling in school. He had gone from happy and joyful and full of life, just a child who just got up every day full of joy. And I saw he was really struggling with bullying. And we went to a period that became very dark. We had tried to do everything we could to work with the schools and help him, but he got to a place that he was suicidal. And he, for his safety and for his mental health, we pulled him out and started homeschooling. And back at the time, I was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Like, I don't know anybody who does this. This was way prior to COVID. And so we started this journey, brought him home, and I had a child that was broken and hurting and withdrawn and six suicide attempts. And I thought, there's got to be a better way. And so we started working on healing. I went to school and I loved psychology and business and kind of incorporated those But we went through this period of realizing in order, not just understanding and teaching him new tools to heal with bullying and conflict resolution, but we really needed to teach him to build his self-confidence and esteem back. And so I found entrepreneurship was the best way to do that. And so I run Bully Broken Redeemed, which is where I equip leaders, parents, and youth all over the world now on bullying, conflict resolution, and how it impacts mental health. And I have courses and classes. I I love that work. But people would come to me and go, my gosh, I kind of need, my child needs a different alternative education. And I was like, okay, well, we'll do that. So we run Reimagine Education Conference. We have about 80 speakers all over the world to help families find alternative education and that place to move forward in healing. And then both of my kids have businesses. Both of my kids are published authors. They both speak. They travel with me, and they have their own line of work. And then I was getting emails six or seven every week going, can you help my kid launch a business? And I was like, okay, I can't keep one-to-one coaching. So we launched Kids Business Academy this year. And we have camps and businesses, business coaches, masterminds, 30-week courses, all those things. And I thought, wow, I've always wanted to give back more in my community And the social collective, my son, Christian, the first time he went to the collectives and showed up, he's 14 now and he has autism, and he showed up and the group was so loving and kind. It didn't matter that he was a younger business owner. It didn't matter that he had a disability. You accepted him with a level of compassion and kindness that I knew this was a place I could serve. This was a place that I could serve locally and make a difference in my community. And I love serving everywhere, but this is my home, Northern Virginia. And I want to wake up every day and foster seeds in my community that bring hope and joy in a place that kind of struggles. We struggle in Northern Virginia sometimes with our compassion and caring, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I started my work here at the collectives. I love it. Thank you so much. And uh, you mentioned using entrepreneurship to raise someone's self-esteem 
And I know a lot of business owners that struggle <laughs> because they're an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. right? And so how do you teach that to kids in particular who may not have all the foundation and skills that maybe experience yeah. you know, tends to bring? So, well, first I start with a the passion. They have to be passionate about it. If they're just sort of like, mm, I don't really care, this isn't what they're passionate about. If they find something they love, it's much easier to pour into. But I teach through my courses and through our work, we teach things like how do you handle negative feedback in your business without it impacting your mental health? And we teach them how to look at the content of what's posted and then go through a process to really evaluate it without it impacting their mental health. So all the work I do in my bullying, my conflict resolution, my training, all of those, we've moved to entrepreneurship without them feeling like they're in therapy or <laughs> like so that we're teaching it without a way that it feels like I'm preaching at you, right? So we laser that in and then we slowly drip all of this information into transferable skills that they can use. We also teach, are you ready to be online with your business, right? Mm -hmm. How do you handle safety and what you're putting out there personally and professionally? What is appropriate? What isn't? And when you get feedback, what are you going to do with it? And not everybody's ready to take their business online. And I think that's something adults even need to realize. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is in a good place mentally to have an online business in a community that can hit you up. So we teach those type of things. And so I have found the more excited we can with the kids to not only just teaching them, but our one-to-one -one business courses. We do uh, eight-week business classes where the kids come into small groups and they get to learn over and over with the kids that are like-minded with them and support each other. And so if you've seen a lot of the kids who have become friends through our coaching and mastermind groups, how hard is it to find another kid with high-level business? These kids, I mean, let's just be honest. Most of the kids that come to me are a little quirky. They're outside of the box. They're not fitting in. But they're brilliant. I mean, my gosh, they're brilliant. So if we put them together, even if they don't sit together, can they be in Zooms and support each other and make friends and see there are other people out in the world like me. They just might not be in my classroom. Okay. So I have to say my son who suffers from anxiety and some other issues, he went to the Collective Kids Academy meetup at the Dulles Town Center Mall. And it took me this entire summer to get him to attend, mm -hmm. but he attended. And by the end of it, and this is a kid who you know, also was out of school because he, he didn't love it there. He loved it so much at that place. And by the end of this meeting, he was helping put chairs away. He was carrying people's things to their cars. He loved being included. He loved it so much that now he's going to attend the vendor event. He's finishing his book, The Death of Time, which has been taking forever to get him to contribute to that each day. But now he's so super excited about this vendor event that he's finishing it and he's just can't stop talking about it. So that is the environment that you foster. And so I just can never thank you enough for that. Well, I, my joy, like people are just like, what inspires you? And really it's the kids around me that inspire me. Like the courage that it takes for somebody with severe anxiety. Like I'll probably be the first person to cry on your podcast. Um, the, the courage that it takes for so many of these kids that struggle with deep anxiety, not feeling confident, kids that have been bashed everywhere in their life, even within their families, to take that risk to stand up and put themselves out there. The vulnerability that it takes as an adult with a business owner, mm -hmm. what we give to those kids, the courage it takes, they inspire me. Like they inspire me to get up every day and fight for them. And this, this vendor event has come together in the last week to a way I can't imagine the average kid is getting just by signing up and participating and having a vendor event is getting between $500 and $1,500 worth of business coaching and headshots and professional development and swag. And the community has shown up. And to show up here today and find out these kids can have a podcast, like, I can't wait to announce that to them because they're that makes them super cool, right? I'm yeah. not the quirky friend. I'm the kid on iHeartRadio. Like, they I'm feel the validated. Out there. They do. And yeah. they see that they have a purpose in this world. And their purpose and passion, they're needed. Their information, what they have to contribute to this world is something that needs to be. Mm -hmm. And for many of those kids, that's the reason they stay here on this earth another five minutes. You know, so. you said something to me the other day. Now you've got me crying. You <laughs> See, I'm the first crying podcast. <laughs> Don't have me around. We're definitely crying. So <laughs> contagious. So you said something to me the other day about, what was it you said that was so powerful? Yeah. Well, you said we're going to change the world. And I said, we already are. Because the kids we work with, many of these kids have wanted to check out several times. And we give them hope for five more minutes. 
And there will be children born in the future because these moms and dads decided at a young age to stick around. We are generationally changing the world when we make a difference in our youth. And sometimes we may not see that today. We might not see the fruits of the labor. But I look back on my own son who wanted to check out six suicide attempts. He will be at the collective thing. He was 18 when we started, so I wasn't going to kick him out as a mentor. I'm like, you can have a table because you were 18. I'm very by the books kind of mom. And this is a kid who's now published two books. He flies across the country and speaks at groups. He does youth mentoring and camps and coaching and works with suicidal teens and he didn't even want to be here. He didn't believe he had any value in his life. And now he's on a mission. This year we will have impacted over a million people just through Bully Broken oh in our gosh. work. I because he chose to stay around. And we did life different. We mm. pour entrepreneurship in our kids. Even here with me today, I have my, my son. Everywhere we go, we're learning. Every minute we're learning, right? We're always learning and growing and figuring out where can we point our feet to provide value to our community and give back. Like that's our mm. goal in everything we do. So I would love to, you know, parents that are dealing with this initially, like right now, like first when Brandon came to you and said what he was going through, what was your first reaction and what are Ooh. steps parents should take? Because I yeah. think it's a lot when a parent is not expecting it so, and they hear things like this. So first, um, I have a lot of mom guilt with this, so I'm definitely going to cry. When my son was 12 and he was hurting and I knew he was dealing with bullying, my first thought was, I literally almost victim blamed. Like, maybe you were part of it. Maybe you started it. You can be a little crap head at home. Maybe you push <laughs> the buttons. Like, I honestly, and and thinking back, imagine being a 12-year-old boy who's being humiliated and embarrassed and beaten up and horrified and to have the courage to come and ask for help. And your mom, the person you love, say, maybe you're the one who started it. Right. It makes me feel still today like that victim blaming of, you know, a spouse, an abused spouse who doesn't, um, isn't heard. Mm -hmm. And so what I encourage parents now, if your children come and give you information, number one, you do not have enough information to make a decision. Don't freak out. It, even if they're sexting, they're doing horrible, something, it doesn't matter what it is. Try to take a deep breath and just right, pause. They're going to read your body language. They're going to look at your face. They're going to see if you're a safe person to lean into in that moment and give more information or if there's going to be a wall put up. Mm -hmm. You need to be that safe person because that information may truly save their life. And that is not being dramatic. I work with kids who are trafficked out of the home overnight because they didn't have a safe place to tell somebody to kids who are sexually abused in the locker room. I hear it all. Don't freak out. Don't blame. I still have so much guilt. But what I can tell you is just pausing and saying, wow, Ooh, that must be really hard. Would you tell me more? And then shush your mouth. Two ears, no mouth, and listen. Create space for them to give you more information and at the end say, wow, you know, I don't, I don't have all the answers. I don't want to pretend like I have all the answers today, but we will get through this and I will be with you. And many times, parents, that's going to be the 2 a.m. conversations. I was at Silver Diner with my son at 1 a.m. having stupid milkshakes I didn't even want because that was when he was comfortable and his brain had relaxed enough that he could open up to me and share. It is never when it's convenient at the dinner table. Right. And just be there. And sometimes you're not the person they're ready to open up to, which is why he started mentoring and other things because they just need somebody, right? It may not be you and that's okay. For young boys who are dealing with this, it is embarrassing and humiliating. They think I should be able to do it. And most parents are like, I'll just sign them up for martial arts. Well, that's not always the right answer, right? right? So, so our work to come alongside. And so as a parent, there is help. So my work at Bully Broken, we have our nonprofit. We have free resources. Come, if that's something your child's dealing with, that, a totally different thing. Come see us. We have all we can do to help you there. But then once they get past knowing how to not be a target, how to move forward, how to put blocks, how to deal with cyberbullying, gaming, bullying, all the things... Once they get through that, we can start moving forward in healing. And healing for not every kid is the same. And for many of the kids I work with, they love entrepreneurship. They love making the money. I mean, Christian, my son, keeps none of his money. He gives it all back to other service dog teams and nonprofits uh, and because he doesn't care about money. He's not right. motivated by money. He's like, God gave me a roof over my head and food on the table, and I have a service dog. Not everybody has that in this world, so he's motivated to be a philanthropist. My other kid's a little more motivated by the money bag. Like, you know, like it's a little different. different right? And so right. find out what that is for your kid and lean into them and support them. And then put a team around them. You're not everything. My kids even have business coaches outside of me, and I have business coach kids around the world even in South Africa. Right. I'm not the right person, and that's okay. We don't have to be at all.
I mean, I think you just gave some life-changing advice to parents that truly are struggling. I mean, we see it with our kids, no matter what the age now. And it you do, you get defensive. You think maybe it is your kid. And hearing that makes you want to be a better parent and a better person to be more open. Well, we appreciate your vulnerability there. I think that's important. And one of the things that as admins and moderators, we have forced ourselves to do is to become more vulnerable to help others gain a level of comfort in a lot of different facets of life. And, and this is obviously one of the, the harder ones to, to talk about and share. Frankly, Lisa, you've done the same. Uh, and you've done the same at the microphone in front of groups of people with your own personal experiences. And those things have such an impact on the people that hear it and listen. And I think one of the things that you articulated was that we're all normal in our own way. And trying to ask people to act in a certain way that is not within their comfort zone is only because you want to feel more comfortable yourself. It has nothing to do with the other person. And frankly, those you sharing that helped me in some of the, the relationships that I have where I just got to meet them exactly where they are. Yeah, meet them where they are. We're not all meant to be the head or the hands or the feet. We all are parts of the body, right, that work well together. And so for many of these kids, I can team up the kid who's amazing at talking and running their mouth, or whatever, but they're not great at reading or writing or putting stuff online. And so we team them up with a kid who wants to be involved but has no desire to be the face. So we team them up together, and they can create a beautiful team. Partner them with people who can support their dreams, just like we do in our business. Every one of my business partners are not like me. They're the opposite. They, we believe in collaboration, not competition. Right? Let's collaborate. I love that. It's I, a little bit like the collective. It yes. is. It's a lot well, like the collective. Well, that's why we have the social kids collective. <laughs> you know, you keep sticking with bullied and broken but you don't get to that third term. Redeemed? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just So that's where our work really with Bullied and Broken Redeemed, um, that's our work through our, our entrepreneurship is really moving that piece forward. We want to get to a point that everybody has a place to move forward, to find their hope and healing. All of my work in my organizations, I believe in hope and healing begins at home. I believe in mental health before math, character before curriculum, and relationships before reading. You can have a kid with a 4.0, but if they cannot manage their mental health, they don't have strong character development, and they don't know how to deal with relationships in their life, they aren't going very far, folks. So if you get those three things in line, the rest happens. The rest is automatic. And so that's where we work towards our redemption and moving forward. Do you find that you're starting to see people that maybe aren't going through that same path, that they're coming to you maybe already in a a ready state and yeah. you can take so, them forward? Sometimes. So I have a mastermind group. So my kids who are already running business like Tucker, one of the boys who will be at the event, we met through the collectives. So he started, he has his business. He has, he's 12 years old. He will tell you he struggles to read and write, but he has almost, he's about a half million to a million dollars in inventory. He is in my mastermind group. So kids that get invited to my mastermind group, to, for those of you who've been in business masterminds, mm-hmm. you've been through camps, you got your business together. We've been through business coaching. You're, I mean, you are rolling, right? Uh, these kids in mastermind are the ones that are really ready to take it to a next level. And so all my work at Kids Business Academy, wherever they are, a boot camp, a startup, a business eight-week program, or to roll at a mastermind. We had kids that were flying in across the country to come to this event, but through our eight-week program, they've sold out their business for the year and told me, I cannot come in. I cannot take more business. I am hit the brakes after eight weeks. I'm not coming in from Florida because if I get any more business, I'm going to cry. And so we really evaluate, too, Business growth is not always, it's not always a time to push on the gas pedal. Sometimes you have to back up and look at your balance. It doesn't make sense always to grow at the level they are because cost. I mean, seriously, let's look at your ROI. It's not going to make sense at this point. So yeah, we have kids that are really at that next level that are killing it. And those are the kids who are invited, hand-selected into our mastermind program. And those kids are from Canada, South Africa, and around the world. So that's amazing. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I use that word a lot. But <laughs> well, it is. It amazes it is. me how fast it's, this blew up. Like it just went. And I've <laughs> seen you get emotional every time somebody's donated, offered something, is, done something. I have a list, guys. I um the collectives. I I don't want to spoil all the surprises. So you guys have to come to the mall September twenty fourth. But this event, and I I run conferences and events. This is blowing my mind. 
blowing my mind at the support from the community and what these kids are getting. If people ask all the time, how can we support these kids? Show up. And the biggest help to me would be the kids who might be struggling a little more with sales, the kids who don't have the lines, the kids, go talk to them, go buy their stuff, go buy their stuff and donate it to a nonprofit. Like, please, if you, how you can help these kids is give them an experience that makes them feel valued and important at the end of the day. So they want to keep engaged. That's how you can help. Well, I think the collectives are really good at that. So we'll <laughs> yes, all show are. up with our wallets. Yes, so let me ask, if Elian was going to start a business, what do you think his first business would be? Oh, my gosh. Probably charming people with a smile or giving hugs. <laughs> An influencer is what I hear. Tour guide. Yeah, tour probably guide. like right. a marketer. Yeah. I mean, he can tour my escape rooms pretty well. He Maybe he'll be your names. TikTok influencer of the year. I would not right? be surprised. He has the sweetest heart. And, he, uh, he's very loving. He <laughs> so thank Candace, you. is there anything else you'd like to leave us with today? Uh, well, first, I, I just can't thank the collectives and the sponsors and the outpour enough. I mean, I thought this was literally when we started in June. I was like, hey, we're going to meet. <laughs> we're going to meet during the coffees. And at the end, we'll put up some tables in August. It'll be great. And it's turned to this massive event. We're going to have a magazine rolled out. The kids are in magazines at this event that will be printed. I just can't thank the collectives and all the sponsors enough for what you are doing for these kids. This is a startup program. We have no budget and supporting us with sponsorships and showing up. There are no words to the difference you're making in these kids' lives and in their families' lives. And so I thank you from the bottom of I, my heart for that. I think it's just that. a reflection of you. Yeah, and we are so grateful for you and everything you're doing because without you, it would not Well, happen. I am grateful, and I'm excited to stay here and be committed to growing the kids' program. And hopefully, we have some exciting things. After this is all over, we're thinking about even doing online pitch competitions so all the counties can zoom in and have kids and judges and big prizes, things we can do to support other communities. Shark Tanks, I have angel investors interested and funding pitches and getting these kids' businesses up and launched. We're working on um, problems that the business community has that we can bring to these brilliant minds and let these young kids help solve the problem to move forward. And so we are moving forward with lightning speed. But let's get through it. If you guys can show up on the 24th, that would be the biggest thing to help us right now. And bring so, your wallet. Yes, bring your wallet. Sure. <laughs> so before you go, I just, can you, I've seen slime. I've seen books for sale. Guys, I've seen. Oh my gosh a bunch of cool things, but what can people buy? Mm -hmm. What can they look Everything forward to Everything from finding? dog treats and bakeries, things you would expect, right, to books. We have several authors. Uh, some of them have published multiple books. We have um, people that are re doing vintage clothing resale. We have, yeah, we have people doing wallets and purses. We have woodworkers that are doing custom work orders. Um, we have... Yeah, we mentioned slime. I mean, I'm trying cupcakes. to remember. Oh, okay. heard, oh yeah. yeah. Our bakers were cupcakes and cakes and cookies. Ooh. One of the collective members, um, Sarah Rodriguez, is working with one of our kids who always wanted to do a cookie. And she is going and they're creating a custom cookie for that day just to sell. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we so have mentors in the team. Sarah Rodriguez with Nightstar Cookies. Yes. She takes she's care amazing. of our Instagram. Yeah, yeah, and she's going to be, she's mentoring one of the kids, and they're creating one just for that day because the girl wanted to. We have people that do arts and crafts and displays and baskets and quilts, like, my goodness, we have, I think we have over 22 businesses signed up and over 30 because some of the, oh, calendars and note cards and guys, I could keep going on. I just no, keep forgetting amazing. eBay resale, collectible, sports collectible memorabilia is there. Um, so just as a reminder to our listeners, this is September 24th from 12 to, 12 5, to 5 p.m. at Dallas Town Center Mall. There is a vendor showcase where the kids in the kids collective will all have tables to be able to sell their goods and services in a public setting, which is amazing. That all stems from one act of kindness, right? One act you, of kindness. you see, that's people. one act of kindness. You guys were kind to my son. Yes. <laughs> right. It all stems from one act of kindness, right? Carry that forward. That's really the message. Everything you've heard from Candace today is because of one act of kindness. You express kindness. People get excited about that. They want to be connected with that. And then look at what happens with planting one seed. Yep. We got a whole forest of awesomeness growing. Yes. <laughs> I love so that. thank you so much, Candice. I love you. you. And I, I love, love your you family. Too. And I love everything you're doing. I do want to end with one thing. Everybody wants to know. Kids 8 to 18, if they're younger, I have kids that are 6 with published. Every ability, every ability is welcome. That's really Different important. is never less than, Ever. Find your uniqueness, come show up. Don't worry about your kids being quirky and different. 
I love those kids. So and I've eight seen to 18 Candace are the in kids in the room in the with these kids. <laughs> when one kid is talking, she's completely focused on that kid, no matter how many kids are around. No, you and can't I fake have it. to give her props. Yeah, <laughs> It's practice. <laughs> you, you can't fake it. You can't fake it. Not with these kids. They know. They know. <laughs> they know they who can cares call out and who does really quick. Oh, yeah. yeah For sure. Thank you, Candace. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. One of the fun things for me is hearing that Dane is writing a book called The Death of Time, and it is taking him forever to finish it. Like the, <laughs> ir- the, ir- at all. <laughs> the irony in that, I think, is fantastic. Uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure what it's really doing is killing you, not him, right? <laughs> oh, my God, David. I love you so much. <laughs> I love the way that you see things. I love your brain. Such a sexy brain. <laughs> Hot, hot. <laughs> it's funny because we had tea last week. It was a seven-hour tea. I think <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> and and one of the big takeaways from that is how much your environment has an impact on you, right? That mm. you know, Amna was talking about you know traveling to these hills. It's like she brought us all there with her, and people get inspired, you know, when they're there in the hills. And sometimes it's hard to find inspiration when you don't stop and actually take a moment to see things. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, We all see things in our own way. And I think you all are beautiful in how you see them. We love you, David. And you're awesome too. Yeah. I feel like I don't travel as much as I plan to. We Uh, will. We need to. (laughs) We're totally going on. What's it called? A pilgrimage? Yeah. Um, So (laughs) I can say the word, we're going to go do it. Um, (laughs) I I just can't. I just can't. So, (laughs) but one of the things that I've realized is that I don't travel as much as I'd like to learn Mm -hmm. all the different cultures and things like that. But we have so many people right here in this area in Loudoun County where we can get to know them we can learn about their cultures. We can learn about their visions and what inspires them from, you know, like Amna. I think it was, was it Turkey? Where was she? She's I been was- to a bunch of places. But yeah, Turkey, Peru, Pakistan, so a bunch of cool. We learn so much just from getting to know each other. So it's almost like traveling yeah. a little bit, um, staycationing when you Ooh. just get to know your neighbors. That's a great way to put it. I like that. But we should travel. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for getting like renting a big RV and taking a road cook. trip. <laughs> as long as we can stop at Starbucks and it can fit in the drive-through, I'm in. Okay, if we get if I we think get we a, need a park and then walk, <laughs> this is not going to work out. <laughs> if we get an RV, so like flashback to the '60s, um, you know how they had like that green dragon painted down the side of all the cool vans. Well, I wasn't alive in the '60s, but I'm imagining. <laughs> Can we get like a cool butterfly, like a flaming Ooh. butterfly on the side of our RV? Is this a tour bus? Is it a collective tour coming soon? Yeah. I, I think I see the the look in your eyes. We're in. <laughs> We're in. In. Is in. anybody selling a tour bus? <laughs> right. I am in. I only have time for two letters. <laughs> I. That means he's in. Okay. Do we want to do our business shout outs now? Yeah, we do. Those are fun. Who's starting out? David. Well, (laughs) uh, it is funny because I was already texting everyone about the shout outs. And it's something that we've, I think, been thinking about since last week. And unfortunately, I have three, but I'm only going to go with one. (laughs) Because there's plenty of time. Who will it be? Who will it be? Well, there was a member that showed a tremendous act of kindness towards me, sent me a Aww. gift. Um, but I am not going to mention that person today. Uh, uh, I actually wanted to mention Brandon Duggar. Aww. And the reason I wanted to mention Brandon is he came to the collective coffee at Ion. We asked people who had just started their business to come up and introduce themselves, and not everyone is willing to do that, but Brandon did, and uh, enjoyed meeting him there. I think I gave him a shout out, you know, shortly thereafter, and then we met at Vito Bistro, had an opportunity to catch up with him again, and we carried that relationship and conversation forward. Where yesterday at the Waterford Pearl, I got to ask him about his trip and. Uh, we're friends. And so Aww. that's a really cool thing, Candace, 
Nice job. I was sitting next to Brandon at that Ion Coffee, and he was so nervous. I just remember him saying, no, I don't want to go up there. And everyone in the table was encouraging, you've got this, you've got this, you're going to do amazing. And he stood up with that microphone. It was like a piece of cake. And then yesterday he was at our table, and everyone was blown away at his confidence and how excited he was to go up there to just see him kind of turn from that caterpillar into that butterfly is amazing. The first step is the hardest one. It yeah, definitely is. Right, sure. but I already said, Brandon, so you have to come up with somebody else. <laughs> We're not competitive uh, at all, you guys. <laughs> and don't look at the rest of my list. <laughs> he coaches my son. I should have said him. Uh, Alina, you go. <laughs> not fair. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say Walter Espinoza from Local Mechanical. I hope yes. I said the company name right. But he does HVAC and all of that. And he's amazing at it. But my favorite thing about Walter is he shows up to all our events, private or collective events, is always a sponsor or a donation or something. But he's right now in Honduras. He raised funds for a kid's day where he had moon bounces and food and everything to appreciate kids that couldn't get all this stuff. And he did it with the help of people that sponsored in the collectives and other local community members. Yes. So in Central America, uh, we celebrate the day of the children. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's basically to celebrate kids. And a lot of these kids, unfortunately, being in a third world country, they don't have a lot of stuff. And so Walter approached, I think, pretty much all of us to see how we can help. And it's just amazing looking at all the pictures of with the funds that he did collect, giving shoes, giving actual necessities, but then actually celebrating with these kids and seeing the kids have fun. So good choice. He's amazing. (laughs) And he knows how to grill. Oh, yes. He can grill. (laughs) Shout out to Walter's wife. Oh, yeah. Who makes the best seasoning for those steaks he grills. I agree <laughs> completely. They can yeah. bring it. He's <laughs> bringing it. 100%. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn. Um, let's see. I am going to shout out Carolyn Cutshaw with Hunt Country Jewelers. She's not only a client of mine, uh, an amazing person, but Lisa and, uh, well, Debbie brought up an idea for a charity event in the spring. And we started thinking diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. Immediately, uh, Carolyn Cutshaw came into into mind, and Lisa had the pleasure to to talk with her. And she just started coming up with ideas, and you know, just went full throttle with it. And she's an amazing person. The business is you know family owned, to like four That's generations amazing. now. I mean, absolutely stunning. And just the fact of how excited she was when you brought the idea to her, Lisa. I, I, that that's everything. So I'm super excited. Diamonds and champagne, I'm my favorite, so my two in. favorite things. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. I would have chosen her, but you took her from me. So Ooh, um, <laughs> so good. So, We're not yeah, competitive. Shout out, shout out to Carolyn. When I came to her for the bubbles and bling fundraiser idea that I got from Debbie Alexander with Spark, it's a hundred champagne flutes. And we'll have 99 cubic zirconia, half carat cubic zirconias in 99 of them. And one champagne flute will have a a real half carat diamond in it. Okay. Whether I drink it or not, I want the diamond. (laughs) (laughs) And we will be uh, raising money for a charity that we haven't chosen yet. I think it's probably going to be Spark, but we're not 100% committed yet. Um, I don't want to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Alina, she's whispering Spark. Um, (laughs) So, but no, my shout out is going to be for the Waterford Pearl, mm-hmm. um, for Burhan and his, Amna. and Amna, his, his lovely mother, uh, their whole family for inviting us out to their beautiful venue and just being the most gracious hosts for our collective coffee the other day. Um, I think Burhan mentioned something about Arabian Nights. Oh yeah. There's yeah. a lot more happening there and we're probably going to do a few events with them in the future. So stay tuned. Very yeah. Exciting. So huge shout out for the Waterford Pearl. They couldn't be lovelier and it's really the perfect venue for any event. So right. It really you, is. Burhan and Amna. It was fantastic. Uh, and that was Sam Spitzer. That Samantha Smelter. Smelter. Who shared the work that they're doing at the uh, equine center. And right on you could ranch. tell uh, that the audience was really connected. You I was know, so proud of her. With her, you know, with their mission. 
Um, and I thought she did a fantastic job. The, the thought that occurred to me is, you know, we've all been horseback riding before. And I've heard that within the first eight seconds, horses know whether you're in charge or they're in charge. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're in trouble. Right? Like they, they look me right away. They're like, I got this one. Right? They're like, I'm, I'm taking the, re- the same way about Hank, me, Hank, I'm taking the rest of the day off. <laughs> and, and I've had some of those moments. I mean, ha- have you been around horses a lot? I was on a couple horseback riding adventures with my brothers and sisters. Ooh. My brother, who's six foot five, and was in, he's a quarter, he was a quarterback in college at the time at Hofstra. And uh, we went on a little trail ride. I don't know why, because I was in great shape at the time. I was on this gigantic horse. I mean, like you had to get a ladder to get on this horse. (laughs) And my brother was on what might have been a donkey. And so we're going, and the horse, the donkey horse that my brother was on, his feet were basic. He had to hold his feet up pretty much. Um, He was dragging heel. And the, the thing takes off. And he couldn't stop it. My gosh. And so he was trying to, you know, it was like Fred Flintstone. Like he was trying to put his heels down. But the thing, I guess it was, he was just too big and heavy. And the the guy was, the the horse was like, no. The horse knew who was in charge. He took him straight back to the barn. (laughs) I'm not good with horses now. (laughs) But what I love about this podcast is every podcast, we learn something new about Lisa that none of us knew. And we all know her really well. It took your horse four seconds to be like, <laughs> I got this one too. That's awesome. No, but she's, yeah, Samantha Smeltzer with Ride on Ranch. That was her first time speaking publicly for Ride on Ranch. And I thought she did an amazing she job. Did. She told me last night that she was thanking me and she said Aww. that she was still recovering from kind of like the nervousness of even doing the event, but that it meant so much to her and it was very powerful for her in her movement forward. And, you know, besides the nonprofit, she has, she's a photographer, so she does photography and she was sitting at our table. And when she said that she loves working with parents, with kids that are neurodiverse or have uh, stuff where they need occupational therapy or something else, she actually has specific sessions that she can do with them to get better pictures and, take an extra step to make sure like the parents still get what they want. So if anybody is looking for photography where you want an occupational therapist to help you with something like that, she's your girl. Amazing. And she did also donate a door prize yesterday for a photography session. session. Yeah. I thought the table conversations were fantastic. Not only because I was sitting with Erin from Bacta Rock, <laughs> but Carmen Corsi was there. Jacqueline O'Brien Gardner, whose birthday is today, actually, while we are recording. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jacqueline. And it was just nice to get to meet people, right? You know, you see them, we're we're all visible through this Facebook group, and then all of a sudden, they come to life, right? And they're really amazing people with great stories. I thought the energy uh, yesterday was, was really fantastic, and it led to an unbelievable picture at the end Mm-hmm. with the representatives and the moderators and the admins. And it just has me excited as, you know, Fairfax is, you know, ready to grow that, you, you know, you said it on the podcast last week. If you're if you're interested and excited, we want to see you more involved and interested. You know, here you see that photo and everyone, the love that, that we all feel for each other. It was really Which powerful. Which is a huge shout out to Josue Rivas and Photoshot, who mm-hmm. is our our event photographer, and he took that amazing photo. So thank you. He's always done such an amazing job with our pictures. He's definitely one of the best photographers I've met. And I'm super excited for Fairfax. Me too. Absolutely. So I had a little travel story that I wanted to share with all of you because we were talking about travel. Uh, I went out for dinner by myself. The wife wasn't feeling well. I think it was probably Saturday night. And really was having a hard time deciding where I want to go. You know, driving around Chantilly, you know, which is where I live. And There deci- aren't a lot of places there. <laughs> there are not, there's no conch there. I know. You know like if Vino Bistro, if you were a little closer, and was really having a hard time and ended up in the mood for Chinese food. And so went into a place. There was a table of eight ladies sort of in the window. And it's a counter place where most people walk up, they order their food. And they take it and they leave. So all the other tables were open. I, of course, walked up to the counter, ordered my food. 
And I could hear that the women were all ordering. Some were ordering egg drop soup. Some ordered egg rolls. They all wanted separate checks, you know, for their their soup, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I could see my mother as one of these ladies, <laughs> right? So again, they don't quite know. You can walk up, get the water. They ordered water from their table. And so the woman's bringing the cups of water Aww. over. And one of the ladies reaches over, grabs a cup of water and spills it on one of the other ladies. And again, I could see this. This would be my mother, right? <laughs> you know, this would be my mother, that one that got the water spilled on. My aunt would have been the one reaching for the cup. <clears throat> and so you can just see that it's a little mayhem over there. And so I went up to the front and I ordered another dish. The thing that I had ordered, they all got side dishes. My dish was really good. So I ordered another one and I asked for two extra rices. Was probably upset that I had to pay the $4 for the extra rice, but I knew that I didn't want them sharing a rice at this stage. <laughs> and the woman's like, do you know them? I'm like, no, but the food's really good. And I sent it over and they were in from out of town. Aww. They were on their way to Europe and... Ooh. This was sort of their first stop. They were from North Carolina. One of them was from Florida. And I didn't want that dinner experience with the spilled water to be what they to remembered. To be what they remembered Aww. from that moment. Instead, I spent 20 bucks and changed the course of that relationship going forward on their trip. And they were like, Oh, do you come here a lot? I was like, No, I, I've never been here, <laughs> but, but I'm glad I did. Right. And so it's sort of it's a funny travel story, but still. I don't know. It's one of those feel-good moments where you just like to see people happy, and it just takes a little. Well, it's thing like to when you know they pay for your Starbucks, like the car in front of you, and you're like, "How do I thank you? Like, do I stalk you and follow you out, or what do I do?" But yesterday, when we were at lunch, Angie Espinoza paid for our desserts and walked out. She was actually there having lunch with someone else, and we were blown away at how sweet that was. So once again, this just goes to show, like every little act can turn into something big or make someone's day and how important that is. Yeah. Yeah. I felt super handsome. You are super (laughs) handsome. One of those moments where you're just like, wow, I'm I'm pretty good. I mean, I I don't know what it'll be like when I get home, but for the moment. (laughs) We need t-shirts. That's a good sticker. You guys, I I hate to say it, but I think episode three is wrapping up and I love you guys. Thank you, Candace, for being here today. Thank you to the Waterford Pearl for hosting us yesterday. Thank you to Bach to Rock for being just amazing and hosting our podcast. We are super excited about our vendor event coming up and we will see you or we won't see you. Show up. <laughs> Please come. Please we come. want to see you. <laughs> but you may hear us. Oh. <laughs> All right. Subscribe. Share. Subscribe. Comment. Comment share. on the down on five the star reviews. Five star reviews <laughs> only on the podcast. Positivity uh, only. <laughs> All right, and we are out here at the Social Collective. All right, so, so out. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>